This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Tech Guide, episode 536. Hello and welcome to the show. Great to have your company once again. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. Now, Apple has made a number of announcements this week. They've updated Apple Maps. There's new chips, new MacBook Pros, and the return of the HomePod. We'll take a look at them all. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to talk about the new Logitech Brio 300 webcam. We'll also check out the new Oppo A17 smartphone. That's an entry-level device with flagship features. And we'll also take a look at the new Roborock S8 Pro Ultra robot vacuum. And we'll answer all of your tech questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Okay, let's kick things off with Apple Maps. Now, this is a Apple Apple had a massive map upgrade in 2021. And this is a continuation of that upgrade and what they've done, they've focused in on Sydney and Melbourne to give this new city view ultra detailed mapping and we're told other capital cities, so people listening in, in Brisbane and Adelaide and Perth and other other territories, this is coming to your towns as well. They, I don't, they decided to do Sydney and Melbourne first, and this follows in the footsteps of other big country, big cities around the world. We're talking San Francisco and New York and uh, London and other major cities as well. So what they've done here... They've enhanced what they call the city experience, and it really adds a whole new dimension to the maps. It adds a level of detail right down to street level. So you'll see, not only if you zoom in on the maps, you'll see lane markings and arrows for turning lanes, and you'll see bus lanes, and not only that, also landmarks and buildings and land cover trees and elevation is illustrated really well in this and if you if you take a look at it the like for example if you had if you're living in sydney and you wanted to see the sydney cricket ground for example you'll be able to see that and the it looks absolutely realistic but not only that, the detail in there's like lights on in some of the windows and there's the vegetation around the ground, around the area is actually real. They've, they've studied what's there and represented it now on the map. So the idea here is to continue this upgrade from the that up that that development I spoke about earlier about that was rolled out in 2021. So this all new level of detail. There's also what they call a windshield view for drivers. Of course, maps when you're driving, it's a no-brainer. And if you're using CarPlay and Apple Maps, the windshield view will take what you see on the screen will correspond to what you're looking at out the window. So this is really handy for those when it's time to navigate through a complicated intersection or an interchange, you need to be in the right lane, right exit, 
where you need to be, uh, it illustrates it even more clearly. And so that, as I said, what you're seeing on Apple Maps matches what you're looking at out the window. Very important. And uh, as I said, though, typical Apple style, you really need to zoom right in to appreciate the detail. So the, what they've done, the, the classic landmarks in Sydney and Melbourne are, are our respective cricket grounds, the Sydney Cricket Ground, the Melbourne Cricket Ground. In Sydney, of course, the Sydney Harbour Bridge. So all of these, all of these landmarks that at night, once it comes to dusk, then the view changes as well to match what, what, what is real, what's out your window. And the night mode is remarkable as well. They've, they've, the, the lights are on. You see the, the different glow of the ground, like even the Harbour Bridge at night has got the, the, the iconic glowing arches there. And so I think that added level of detail I think is pretty cool. But guess what? It doesn't end there. And if you're a cyclist, you're going to love Apple Maps even more because for the very first time, they've added cycling as an option for your turn-by-turn directions. Now, previously, if you wanted directions, you would either have to walk, drive, catch public transport. Now, cycling is included alongside those other options I mentioned. So what this lets you do, once you've chosen cycling as your to, to, for your navigation, for your directions, it lets you know immediately what it gives you is a, a picture of the elevation. So in other words, the hills that you have to tackle on your journey. But there is an option, though, to find a flatter route. So if you think, nah, I don't want to take, the, I don't want to take the, the hills, I want to find a less hilly path, you can choose that. It'll, it'll take you through. You can also choose to avoid busy roads, for example. You can also, it'll obviously factor in bike lanes and all those as well. So you do get a lot of choice. You can also hear voice guidance so you can stay focused on the traffic rather than you having to look at, look at your phone or at, down at the, at the device. You can hear the guidance through your earphones. It'll, it'll say, at the next traffic lights, turn left. Um, maps will also offer directions to things like public restrooms, a, a place to stop. Uh, if you need to repair your bike, there's, a, there's directions to that as well. Uh, and working with Apple Watch too. So if anyone who's riding and they're wearing an Apple Watch, you'll also have the haptic touch feature as well. So when it's time to make a turn, you'll feel a little pulse on your wrist and then you simply look at those directions and it'll tell you where you need to go. And all that information, like the elevation changes, um, whether you're if you need to take a bike path, a side road, a main road, the times when you need to dismount, it will tell you. Look, you probably need to dismount and walk this path. All of that will be displayed on Apple Watch as well. And get this too, Apple has also optimized fall detection to recognize if someone comes off the bike, so that the unique motion of someone falling off a bike has been factored in here so that if you do take a tumble you can uh, it'll it'll activate the fall detection and you can either dismiss that alert if you're okay or choose to call emergency services from the notification if you don't respond after a period of time that will also uh, initiate a call to emergency services as well so 
that's Apple Maps and the the importance of not only the added detail for Sydney and Melbourne, and as I said, Apple says other cities are on the way. Sydney and Melbourne, the two biggest cities, of course, were the, the first chosen. Uh, the cycling directions is another another cool new feature. But that's all there. If you just do an update on your Apple Maps, it'll it'll roll. Out. It's already started rolling out now with more new features to come, and again, more detailed city views for those other cities outside of Sydney and Melbourne. But if you happen to live in Sydney and Melbourne, you get to have to, you get to look at them first. If you want to find out more about Apple Maps and the cycling directions, check it out: techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. Alrighty, more Apple news, and this news is new silicon. Their new M2 Pro and M2 Max. These are their brand new chipsets. These are what they call system on a chip, so that you can. Uh, it has the CPU and the GPU, so that's Central Processing Unit, Graphics Processing Unit, all on board now. Having that system on a chip makes it a lot more, obviously, improves performance, uh, the bandwidth, but also improves power efficiency. That's the key here. I think that these are Pro chips, okay? So these are only going to be offered on the Mac on the MacBook Pro. And what that means for the MacBook Pro is that a typical MacBook Pro user deals with, is probably using very uh, high-end applications, a lot of processing power required. They're, they're performing tasks like video editing, effects rendering, 3D design. So they're really pushing the hardware to the limit. So with these, these, these new chips, the M2 Pro, that has 12-core CPU, up to 19-core GPU, up to 32 gigabytes of unified memory, which is what we call RAM. M2 Max... That has a 38-core GPU, 96 uh, up to 96 gigabytes of unified memory as well, and has the per-watt performance that is probably makes it the most powerful and most power-efficient chip on the market. Now, here, how about some numbers here? The M2 Pro has more than 40 billion transistors. That's 20% more than the M1 Pro and double the amount just found in the regular M2 chip. The M2 Max, can you believe, has 67 billion transistors, 10 billion more than M1 Max, three times more than M2. Now, M2 Max is capable of 15.8 trillion operations per second. That's 40% improvement from the M1 Max. M2 Pro uh, is has a powerful media engine, so it has hardware accelerated H.264, HEVC, ProRes video encoding and decoding as well, music to the ears of a video editor. So with those chips, means you can play back multiple streams of 4K and 8K ProRes video and still be uh, running on the smell of an oily rag, so hardly using any power. The M2 Max has two video encode engines, two ProRes engines, so video encoding twice as fast as M2 Pro. Now, to go with these new chips, Apple's got a new 14-inch and 16-inch MacBook Pros. 
with either M2 Pro or M2 Max. You can choose which one you want. M2 Max being the, the faster, more powerful is more expensive. So you can do things like comparing these to say an Intel-based MacBook Pro. So if you're doing something like effects rendering, for example, it'll do it with the M2 Pro and M2 Max six times faster than an Intel-based MacBook Pro. Color grading up to two times faster as well. But do you remember when I told you about that power efficiency? Here's where the rubber hits the road here. The, with this new silicon, Apple says you can expect up to 22 hours of battery life. Now, that's the longest ever quoted battery life on a Mac laptop. So they're really hitting their stride here with this power efficiency. And being a MacBook Pro, you, you, you're on the move. It's not like a desktop where it's always plugged in when battery's not an issue. MacBook Pro being a laptop, it is an issue. And they're offering this incredible 22 hours of battery life. The new MacBook Pros will also have Wi-Fi 6E as well, finally. Uh, that means that faster connectivity and also more advanced HDMI to support 8K displays up to 60 hertz and 4K displays up to 240 hertz. They're also offering a new Mac Mini. So it's going to be uh, offered with M2 and M2 Pro. So customers who want that pro level performance at the desktop and at the same time having a compact device at a more affordable price, then Mac Mini is the way to go. Mac Mini uh, M2 has two Thunderbolt ports, so it's a support up to two displays. M2 Pro Mac Mini has four Thunderbolt ports, can support up to three displays. Uh, and the MacBook Pro models with M2 Pro and M2 Max uh, will go on sale on in Australia. You can pre-order them now. They're not going to be available, though, till February 3. So, uh, and the same with the Mac Mini. Order today. Uh, you can order already, and February 3 is when they're going to drop. Uh, let's talk pricing, though, shall we? 14-inch MacBook Pro with M2 Pro, 3199 bucks. 16-inch MacBook Pro with M2 Pro, $3,999. 14-inch MacBook Pro with M2 Max, 4999. 16-inch MacBook Pro with M2 Max, 5599 Apologies for that, but it just shows that M2 Max is priced way higher than M2 Pro because of that, obviously, those improvements and, and, and leap in performance there. Mac Mini with M2 will start at $999, while Mac Mini with M2 Pro kicks off at $1,999. So that's the new Mac chips, MacBook Pro, and the Mac Mini. As I said, on sale on February 3. But if you want to find out more, check it out, techguide.com.au. Okay, to round out the all Apple news section, we have a new and improved version of the popular HomePod. Remember HomePod? It's been out a few years now. And they kind of sort of discontinued it, knowing that uh, instead they were offering the um, HomePod Mini. So that was, they felt the more affordable, more accessible, still sounded okay. But that was the, that was the, the, HomePod they were pushing, uh, but now with HomePod second generation, 
it's basically looks the same as the previous model, uh, but and with a focus, no doubt, on not, not only the smarts of the speaker, but also improved acoustics and next-level audio quality. Apple's always prided itself on offering great audio quality, and this time, of course, supporting spatial audio, as well as the ability to control your smart home products. So the new HomePod, which goes on sale on February 3, like the MacBook Pros and the new Mac Minis, it's wrapped in acoustic mesh fabric, like the last one. It has a backlit touchscreen on top of the unit, and that now illuminates edge to edge. So that uh, that gives you physical access to Siri, the volume. Uh, but where all the secret sources is under the hood so they've got uh, they've custom engineered this new this new design uh, including an engineered excursion woofer a powerful motor that drives the the uh, diaphragm 20 millimeters it also has beam forming array of five tweeters along the base so uh, the the to the s7 chip also comes together with the software and offers the advanced computational audio that just brings out the speakers, uh, the best performance from the speakers as well. Now, it also has features. If there's technology on board, they can actually optimize the sound to suit your room. So through the HomeKit app, you're able to not only pair the HomePod, but also it'll do a little bit of a study of your room and give you the best possible outcome depending on whether it's up near a wall or it's in a corner, there's furniture around. It gives you that option. But it also, if you want to put two HomePods together, it does mean you can create a stereo pair. And get this, you can also pair HomePods with Apple TV 4K to improve your viewing experience as well. So uh, it is not only great for music, and of course, app, naturally, Apple Music, you can hear through through the speaker. You can just talk to it using Siri. You can also include devices that will be, you can say you've, you've paired a few things into HomeKit, whether it's lights, security cameras, you maybe have, you might have programmed some scenes, whether it might be your wake-up scene. So the you might say, hey, Siri, I'm awake, and then what happens? Lights come on, blinds up, go up. They can all be accessed through HomePod as well, uh, and as well as being access, uh, being able to access your lights, turn your lights on, change color, all those. You can do that already on HomeKit, but with HomePod, it's just another way into the HomeKit ecosystem. So if you do want to control those things, and if you've got a, a number of smart devices that are HomeKit compatible already, the new Home HomePod not only offers that great audio quality, but also gives you that convenience, hands-free convenience to control, monitor your smart home products as well. If you want to check it out, take a look for yourself. It looks almost exactly the same as the previous model, but exciting. Pricing, oh, let me tell you how much it costs, of course. It's $479. It'll be available, as I said, on February 3, HomePod second generation. If you want to take a closer look, head over to techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. It's a new year and our digital generation continues to see a rise in cybercrime and data breaches. Don't leave your devices without protection 
or your personal information open to exposure. It's time to have a plan to keep your devices and personal information protected. Save your time and money should the unthinkable happen and your devices are at risk to cyber threats like malware, ransomware or viruses or your personal information is exposed to cyber criminals looking to trade your details on the dark web. Introducing Norton 360 Platinum. With device security, a VPN for online privacy, parental controls and identity protection, with dedicated restoration support and dark web monitoring, you have a comprehensive plan in place to help ensure your information stays private. It's peace of mind for your devices and your identity. With Norton 360 Platinum, if you become a victim of identity theft, you'll have access to Norton's dedicated identity restoration specialists to help you address your identity theft claim and help you resolve it. Norton 360 Platinum is available now at Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, or online at au.norton.com. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennick. Alrighty, kicking off our little reviews this week is a phone, uh, the Oppo A17. Now, here is a great example of an affordable smartphone that offers some remarkable features. Now, it's priced at just 259 bucks. The Oppo A17 doesn't look like an entry-level phone. It has a really nice design, smooth edges, sort of real premium appearance. Really light as well, weighs just 189 grams, 8.29 millimetres thick. And so not only does it look premium, it also feels premium in your hands. So here's a device that is benefiting from the advances of the flagship devices. By that I mean, in, in the years to follow, all that tech that was introduced in the flagship devices, so great cameras, nice screens, battery life, What's, what we're seeing now is all of that filtering down to the entry-level devices. So a device like the A17, four or five years ago, would have been considered a flagship product because those were introduced on those flagship devices. So if you're a savvy customer, you, you, you'll quickly realize that with a product like the A17, there's no real need to spend thousands of dollars on a device. Because when you think about it, the three, the main areas we look at, the three main areas I'd say is design, battery life, and the camera quality. And of course, the, the operating system, in this case being an Oppo, it's, it's Android, uh, but there's also the Color OS operating system. But the camera, of course, is very important. And on the A17, it does include a 50 megapixel AI main camera. That's a lot of that's a lot of megapixel for your buck there. Uh, it does provide some stunning photos, great videos as well. There's also a five megapixel front-facing camera as well. So that ticks the box there. Now, power, battery life is the other big issue, and the biggest complaint about smartphones in years gone by not so much now i think they've got their act together now apple samsung all the brands have their acts together now with not only the battery size but also the power efficiency you get from that battery as well so it's it's not only the size of the battery it's how you how you treat that battery how you manage the power that delivers the performance 
Uh, and in this case, it's got a 5,000 milliamp hour battery aboard the A17. That's up to 20 hours of phone calls on a full charge. So in general usage terms, you easily well, you not only if you charge it, say, eight o'clock in the morning today, you're well into the next day before you need to look for the PowerPoint. That's how efficient it's become. And it, it does it does offer you plenty of time to do what you need to do, connect, share, communicate, whatever you need to do. Uh, also, though, if you are getting a little bit low on the battery, it does have a feature called super power saving mode, which if you hit but if the battery drops below 10%, it does kick in then. And what it does, it turns off things like uh, notification, like, um, background uh, updates and various things like that. So it really shuts everything down to the necessities of what you need to get that little bit more out of it as well. But you know what? There's also, uh, when you're charging your device, a lot of people, they plug them in overnight and they just, they obviously want it to be 100% the first thing in the morning. They've also, Oppo's also got a super nighttime standby mode. So what this does, it uses AI to learn a user's sleep patterns. So what it will do, it'll reduce power consumption to control battery use within 2 to 3% of total capacity during a single night. So if, if you're charging it, it'll know that you wake up at, say, 7 o'clock. It'll make sure the battery's charged, fully charged before 7, 7 a.m. And so it'll manage that. So the battery health and how you manage the battery is just as important as discharging the battery and the amount of time you get from the device as well. So if you have that little bit of uh, extra help there, that does offer longevity to the battery, makes it work more efficiently, gives you better, more, more talk time, more usage of the device before you need to charge it. And don't forget, this is in a device priced at $259. So Oppo really uh, punching above their weight here. I, I re really respect the Oppo brand because they've no, they bring to the table really nice designs, that really sleek materials, uh, affordable prices, but they don't skimp on these features. They, they, they could have easily left these features out and chosen to put them in a phone that costs more than $500. They've decided to in, in, include these sort of features in a device that's under $300. So the Oppo A17... Great looking device. It's powered too by the MediaTek Helio G35. So that's running 2.3 gigahertz. In other words, pretty snappy performance for an entry level device. So you've got the looks, you've got the performance, you've got good good screen, good battery, and also uh, not not a, not about all round package as well. I'd say the A17 from Oppo. Who says you're going to spend thousands of dollars on a phone? Uh, we're constantly seeing, like even Samsung, their A series of devices, fantastic. Oppo, many, many affordable devices here. TCL, the brands are really coming into their own. I reckon this is a really exciting part of the market, the this mid to this entry to mid level, because they're, as I said, they're inheriting all these features that were previously flagship two and three years ago, and now becoming standard in these more affordable devices. And don't kid yourself. Not everyone buys the flagship phone. Not everyone can afford the, the, the top-of-the-line Samsung, the top-of-the-line Oppo, iPhones. This is where it's at. This is the market that's probably the most competitive uh, because it, it does offer these affordable prices. And let's face it, the times we're facing now, there's all this, uh, this uncertainty ahead of us, rising cost of living, interest rate rises. 
if if you can if you can put yourself into a new device that's not going to cost the earth or I'm finding that people are probably not going to upgrade if people who already own flagship phones and maybe two or three years old I'm finding they're holding on to them even longer because they they probably either don't want to upgrade they they see that as an expense that they can avoid but as as we see here the Oppo A17 if you do want a new phone and don't want to spend uh, spend a ton of money it does offer you some tremendous quality great design and great features as well if you want to take a closer look at the Oppo A17 you can find that at techguide.com.au Alrighty, let's talk about Logitech. Logitech have this Brio 300 webcam. And you think about how often we use webcams nowadays. Since since COVID, it's been pretty common where we're Zooming in or on Microsoft Teams or on you name any of these other video conferencing platforms. This is a necessity nowadays. The Logitech Brio 300 offers full HD 1080p with high dynamic contrast and auto light correction. So you can be seen clearly. So your lighting might not be the best where you are. This has features on board to give that auto light correction to present you in the best possible way. There's also an onboard microphone that's got built-in noise reduction. Very handy if you're a hybrid worker, maybe sharing your household with uh, maybe your, your wife, your partner, someone, someone, your husband, someone's working uh, from home as well. You might have kids at home. This is handy, can reduce that background noise, block out unwanted sounds so you can have your, your conference clearly, be seen clearly, but also be heard clearly as well. Now, who'd have thought that pre-COVID, Working remotely was kind of a, a thing that a few people did, sort of these what they call telecommuters. Now, since the pandemic, I'd say that the number of people is at an all-time high. I know for a fact that a lot of employees who actually didn't mind working from home chose to either continue to work completely from home or have a more a hybrid setup where they work a couple of days in the office, a few days at home and vice versa. They might switch it two days at home one week, three days at home the following week. Employees are very flexible with this now. But you still need to do your work and that work often involves a video call and that's where the Brio 300 comes into the picture because that can just give you that slightly better quality. It connects via your USB-C, and it's compatible too, by the way, with all the most, most video conferencing platforms. We're talking Microsoft Teams, Zoom, Google Meet, works with everything, works on Skype, works everywhere, so that you can still have that quality and without it, it, it's the device itself, it's one hundred twenty nine ninety five, so it's not going to break the bank. But it does give you slightly better quality than may what you have already on your laptop. A lot of people working at home with a desktop computer and a monitor, and the monitor doesn't have a camera, so you need to add a camera. And the 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 Logitech Brio three hundred is a great choice here. So it's. Uh, it does connect, as I said, via USB-C, compatible with all the platforms as well. So you can be you can be look looking and sounding your best. And you know what? There's also, and this is important for a lot of people, the webcam has a privacy shutter. This is a physical shutter 
to block the lens when not in use. We've heard those horror stories where some hackers can actually get in and look look through your, your webcam. Well, with a privacy shutter, that's physically impossible to do that. So you can physically block the lens and you can see clearly that the lens is blocked. So just at a glance, you know that privacy uh, is assured. That's, that's an important feature that uh, Logitech has included right there. Now, you know what? On the sustainability side, a lot of companies sort of uh, boasting about their sustainability credentials and good on them. That, that's really nice to know. The Brio 300 is made from certified post-consumer recycled plastic. You're going to hear this a lot this year. All these companies, all their products, they're going to mention the fact that it's made from recycled materials, plastics, and various things like that. And I'm talking every brand from Apple to Samsung to every other brand, Belkin, Logitech, you name it. This is something that they're going to be telling customers about. And I don't know, I think a customer may feel better about themselves if they know that the product they're using uh, is made is a recycled product, has had less impact on the environment. The Brio 300, though, yeah, is made from post-consumer recycled plastic. Has a really nice, like a cone shape to it. There is a little stand, so you sit it on the top of your monitor or your laptop. But it's a really nicely designed cone shape, so it gets smaller towards the back of the device like a cone, and then the cable runs out of the back of the device. Available in three colours. At a glance, I would have said white, pink, and black. But it's actually off-white, rose, and graphite are the actual colours. But you can see those colours as well. $129.95, the Logitech Brio 300. In this age where working from home is something you expect, it's not an unusual. It's a working remotely is now a thing. Uh, I always say my favourite saying is work is a thing you do, not a place you go. That really fits in with this sort of product. It allows you to do your job from anywhere. As long as you've got that connection, you can work remotely. And having a product like the Logitech Brio 300 helps you do that even better. If you want to find out more, check it out, techguide.com.au. Okay, let's talk robot vacuums. And I was uh, very happy to take a look at the Consumer Electronics Show at the new S8 Pro Ultra robot vacuum. Now, this includes not only the robot vacuum itself, but also the cleaning station. So Roborocks unveiled the S8 Pro Ultra. This is a, a what we call a self-sufficient system. So this can store. So you once you set this, you can forget it for up to seven weeks because the station has room to store up to seven weeks of dirt and dust. There's a big bar, there's a big bag inside that uh, two point five liter bag that once it gets back to the station, all the dirt is zipped out of the uh, out of the robot vacuum itself and and put into the bag. And it's also a mop, don't forget. So this is, it replaces the dirty mopping water from the unit, uh, takes the dirty water, puts it up into the into the station, and then refills that little, the, the uh, reservoir with clean water as well. So it's taking care of all those needs. And when the device comes back to the station, when the robot vacuum's back in the station, it even cleans the mopping brush. So at the back end of the of the row of the vacuum is the brush. So once it's back in the station, 
rather than you going back out with a dirty brush, it actually cleans it while it's charging and refilling everything. Really, uh, as I said, self-sufficient system, it's a set and forget thing. Now, one thing about robot vacuums that's really improved over the years, and that's their vacuum performance. Not only the way it does it, but the power it can offer. Now, the S8 Pro Ultra has a new duo roller brush. So basically, it's like the brushes rolling towards each other. Uh, and that what that does, it improves the vacuum performance, but also less tangling as well. Because, you know, you get the t- typical brushes on a, any vacuum, including a robot vacuum. You see there's all hairs all tangled up in it. Not so with the duo roller brush. Now, what helps here is that suction power has increased to 6,000 PA. So that can easily remove dust, hair, and debris from your carpets and your hard floors. That, that's really improved over the years, 6,000. You wouldn't have dreamed about that two or three years ago, but it's done it. Now, on the mopping side, the Roborock S8 Pro Ultra has a new system. It's called Vibra Rise Mopping System. So when you look at when, when it mops, the brush vibrates really quickly 3,000 times a minute. Now, when you're applying pressure right to the brush, and it's vibrating at 3,000 times a minute. Did I say 3,000 times a second before? It's 3,000 times a minute. That offers better cleaning. It's like when there's any kind of dirt or any kind of stain on your floor, that motion is a similar motion to what you would do if you got on your hands and knees and, and just gone left to right in brushing it off the floor. That's exactly what the Pro Ultra is doing as well. And the mop has it's called vibra rise now on the rising side it lifts away up to five millimeters when not in use so it keeps it away from your carpet you don't want because this can automatically go from hard floors to carpet to vacuuming and back again so it knows exactly what it's doing so when it's on carpet it can immediately lift that mop away so it's not touching the carpet you don't want to, you don't want that on the carpet so it's taken that into account lifts it away now when the Vacuum comes back to the charging station. As I said, it automatically washes and rinses the mop pad so it's clean for the next run. Now, what about in its performance out on your floor? It's got a new 3D obstacle avoidance system that can identify and avoid obstacles and potential hazards. How many times have you seen in the past robot vacuums? They hit a sock, they hit a cable, and they're stuck. They're dead. They're not moving. Not so with the Roborock S8 Pro Ultra. It can detect and avoid these potential hazards. It even has, in its its AI-powered memory system here, it's got 42 objects in its database that it knows to avoid. And we're talking power boards, pet waste as well. Have you heard the horror stories where the robot vacuum might have a little puppy or something and it's done its business on the floor. Robot vacuum's gone and spread the whole thing around the house. Not so with the Roborock, although I would recommend doing a cleanup before the robot vacuum. But hey, if you haven't, the Roborock can avoid things like that. And other things too, like toys, socks, cables, shoes. It knows things. It knows to stay away from them, including uh, pet waste as well. So keep that one in mind. So what it does with this, it uses 
Pressy Sense LiDAR navigation. That's what the technology is called. And this uses, it creates a detailed map of your home. So it actually maps your house. So not only it helps it find its way around, but once it's got a map, it can decide the most efficient path to clean your home. So if you, it might think, okay, I know this floor layout, I'm going to go here, I'm going to go here. And so it does the most efficient run it possibly can. And if you happen to be lucky enough to live in a multiple level home, Roborock S8 Pro Ultra can recognize each different level without the need for any additional docs or app identification. It can remember up to four levels. You live in a four level house, you're doing very, very well. You can probably afford a butler and a maid to do all this for you, but the Roborock S8 Pro Ultra, which is more expensive, of course. It's not your entry-level device. This is a – we're talking, I think – haven't named the price yet, but we're probably talking around $1,500 to $2,000. Four levels it can remember. So, uh, of course, there's a companion app as well. So you can do things like create no-go zones. So you might say, right, I don't want to go into my office. I've got important papers on the floor. I've got uh, things there. I'm building a, doing a jigsaw puzzle. Or I've got Lego on the floor. So you can tell it the no-go zones, maybe the kids' playroom. Uh, you can tell it where it can't go. Uh, so you can, I think it automatically detects staircases as well, but uh, it's got sensors that can detect all of that. But yeah, the no-go zones, you tell it that room off limits and it'll remember. That's what you can do through the companion app as well. You can also do things like set custom routines. So that means you can choose a time, the cleaning mode, and the room you want clean. You might think, you know what, the uh, lounge room is a bit messy. Uh, head into the lounge room, start cleaning that right now. You can do that all from the app. So what, not only does it map your home, but it gives you the ability to label the rooms in your home It'll remember that, and you could say to it, 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 it is compatible with uh, Alexa and and and, uh, and Google Assistant, and, and not sure if it's a, a Siri compatible, but you can tell it, not only command it through the app, but you can also tell it to go clean the lounge room or clean the bedroom or clean whatever, uh, all, all through your voice or using the, using the companion app as well. The S8 Pro Ultra, they're really making some inroads, Roborock, the brand in Australia. So they're, uh, they're doing pretty good. This is not going to be in market, I think, for another few months. And as I said, I saw this at the Consumer Electronics Show. There is a story and a little video we shot as well to see it in action. If you want to check all of those things out, you know where to find it, techguide.com.au. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. If your home demands superior Wi-Fi, treat it with a masterpiece in connectivity. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6E from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6E is the first and only Wi-Fi 6 quad band whole home mesh system, opening an exclusive all-new 6 gigahertz superhighway that's fine-tuned to deliver unprecedented Wi-Fi speeds and smoother streaming simultaneously across the smart homes of today and tomorrow. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Wi-Fi 6E, the fastest Wi-Fi ever. Find out more at netgear.com.au forward slash best Wi-Fi. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. 
the Tech Guide Help Desk is proudly brought to you by Belkin, belkin.com forward slash au. If you're in the market for cables, a power bank, mag safe, charging stands, you name it, power supplies, GAN power chargers, you name it, belkin.com forward slash au is where you need to go. Now, I had a call, interesting email actually from a reader who was wanting to connect an NBN home phone. Now, what he uh, well, he wanted, he had an NBN home phone, a corded NBN home phone that connects directly to the NBN router. I've got a, I've got a home phone as well. Mine connects to my NBN router also. And his question, though, was he wanted a second wired NBN phone, so not a cordless phone, a wired phone, in another room. I think his, his elderly mother was only comfortable with corded phones. They didn't want the cordless phones. And he asked whether if he put a router in the, in the other room, if they could connect, they could connect the a second corded in, uh, in home phone in, in, the, in the house. Now, that's not possible because routers, uh, the, the NBN modem router is designed to offer that port it has that port for to connect a phone. So it's like the smaller telephone jack size port on there, as well as your Ethernet ports on the back. So having just a router will only give you the Ethernet ports, but not the phone jack on the end of that as well. So the unfortunately for him, that they, it's not possible to have that second corded phone there are models, I think as Oricom was the brand, there are bundles where you can get a corded phone and a cordless phone. So the advantage of having the cordless phone is that you can have your corded phone connected to the NBN router, modem router directly. The second phone connects to the corded phone and gives you the ability to take your calls in another room. So it's basically like an extension of the corded phone. Like a regular cordless phone system, you can get uh, a, a system that connects directly to your to your phone cable, or in this instance, the NBN modem, and then have up to three or f- up to three different handsets that are connected wirelessly. All they need is power, and then the radio they they connect via they wirelessly back to the base station, which is part of the original the corded phone in this case. And then you can talk on the, in those other rooms. So unfortunately, no, you can't have the second cordless. You, you, the routers aren't designed to include a port for a phone. They are designed to have Ethernet ports and to expand the network. But unfortunately, you, the NBN router, modem router, is the product, the only product that has a port to connect a, home, a landline telephone. So uh, if you do want a second phone, it's going to have to be cordless. And that's our show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you need to find out about any more the, uh, the, anything we've spoken about today, everything is uh, available to find out more at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch as well, email us at info at techguide.com.au. We want to, uh, anyone who's got an email, or you can hit the Ask Stephen icon if you want to get through to us. 
that's on the right-hand side of the homepage. That will also create an email that will get to me, and you may even be featured on the Tech Guide help desk on the show. We want to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Please support the great sponsors who support the Tech Guide podcast. Thank you once again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. 